So we have a project. We have a project, we call it OM Champion Project. Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the Marseille View where we talk about and debrief previous OM games that have happened. So in today's episode we are going to review um, Marseille against Rennes um, which um, I'm guessing we're getting used to it now. Uh, Drew one all. It's now the third draw in a row for Marseille and fourth of the season. Uh, on a good note, Marseille is the only team in the French League to have only had one defeat in the season but we've had more draws than, than victories which puts Marseille in fifth position and uh, in quite a poor league um, this season. Um, so without further ado we're going to uh, debrief this game line by line and give our takeaways of the game um, and to do this we've got some new voices in the podcast so uh, I'll introduce the, the newest member um, so Kaylee from Newcastle. Hi Kaylee. Hi guys. Hi. Yeah, how you doing? You, uh, how did you find the game last night? Well, to be honest, I was I was watching the athletics on another screen, and it was pretty boring enough to be more interested in the athletics. I thought it was really disappointing again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, then we'll we'll count on your uh, your athletics analysis to give us a good review of Radonich and his uh his hundred meters. <laughs> guy is, is barely reviewable like I, I I just don't understand the persistence with even <sighs> having him on the bench in spite of injuries like yeah <laughs> I, just, I just yeah I don't understand <laughs> all right brilliant um the next person is so another person who's been on the podcast before but I think is making his um season debut uh Q right yeah it's yeah, your it's, yeah not too bad mate uh, is that your first first podcast of the season isn't it Again. It's your first first podcast of the season, isn't it? It is, it is indeed. Can I just uh, skip back a bit? Uh, I really like the intro, uh, but I just think you should end it with uh, Rene Maldel saying I promised him off. <laughs> Something like that. You know, good conclusion. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if uh, if uh, we might lose a lose a bit of uh, a viewers from that. It's fine. No one gets it. Yeah. <laughs> We might get um, uh, censored by YouTube and uh, and uh, Natalie there at all. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I was in the stadium last night. So that's quite quite nice. First time, uh, first time I've been this season. So um, yeah, really enjoyed the experience. The LEDs work. Oh, they work. Uh, How do you find we, them? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. That the only thing I've talked about for the first half. Um, but it was good. The atmosphere was good. Um, it's just, you know, it's just nice to be there, really. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll can probably talk about it um, maybe if we've got time in the episode, but I'm not sure how I feel about LEDs in a football stadium, I'm so, <laughs> if I have to be honest. it's uh, Especially no, when you've no got such cares. a good TIFO and uh, such yeah, a good yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. It, uh, for me, it kind of just kind of 
ruins the uh, the authenticity of it. But how was how was the Tifo? Yeah, it was good. Uh, we paid tribute to uh, uh, Magnussen, and as always, I think we do the best Tifos in in France for sure. Uh, maybe some of the best in Europe. It's really nice to uh, to see that. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Um, fine. And then the last one is uh, well, not a new voice. It's just one of our usuals. Uh, ben, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Pretty pretty boring to introduce me, but hey. <laughs> yeah, we've we've been through it all with you. I, I'm I'm running out of uh, of uh, little quotes to say for you. <laughs> yeah, what was it? It was Gunnar Anderson, wasn't it? Wasn't Magnussen the Tifo? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm getting confused yeah, between get uh, it right, mate. Scandinavian boutiques. <laughs> um, yeah, Ben. And so you, you, I mean, everyone's watched it in a different, I guess, in a different way. So. Uh, ben, you've also watched it in a different way. You went to the, our usual bar and you've watched it on the phone, haven't you? Yeah, they had um, they had issues with their skybox, so it just was glitching out. So we um, we ended up like eight, nine of us huddled around um, huddled around someone's phone. That's hard to call. It was uh, it was good fun though. We had a good laugh, but yeah, it was. Let's face it, there wasn't much to watch anyway. So. Well, I hope hopefully you haven't uh, you didn't miss the masterclass that was uh, that was our left uh, left back yesterday. Well, no, no, we we all saw that. You know, conveniently, the, the TV stopped glitching when when that fucking fucking idiot started messing about. But hey, <laughs> right, brilliant. Well, let's just get straight into it then. Um, so we'll just start with our just overall um, impressions of the game, kind of just kind of how how we thought the first half went in general, and kind of roughly how we thought it ended, maybe. You know some particular players that impressed us just just grossly before we just go player by player So it, it probably start with uh, Kaylee actually what is kind of trial by fire. I'll just put you straight in uh, What did you think about last night? It was just again like it seems a bit disjointed in place like to be honest I think a lot of it, like, individual kind of performances really made it disjointed on the whole like if you take for instance Benedetto like he was, I think he's kind of riding on the sentiment of that he's scored in the past few games. You know, he's had the crowd really with him, but like he was selfish in a bad way yesterday. Yeah, um, I agree. Like some ridiculous shooting and some shots from really good positions where he had lots of options and he's gone for like Hollywood shots that were nowhere near. He just was sub, pretty subpar yesterday, which we haven't really seen from him yet. Um, and it, it, unusually as well, like I think probably for one of the very few times since Mandanda's second spell, is that he saved the game yesterday with those two saves. Realistically, um, and we haven't seen. I think that's probably one of the best he's been in in recent times. Yeah, I mean, performance-wise, he's probably the best he's been. But he's saved. I mean, the number of points he's he's earned us single-handedly this season is quite scary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I I just think yesterday it was highlighted even more so, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, we, we didn't we didn't concede. Funny enough, we didn't concede as many shots as we did against Dijon. But I mean, his presence was still felt like you. You could tell the shot the Ren was taking was just basically every shot was just you know like a, a clear cut chance that could have ended the back of the net. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I mean, highlighting the the, the goalkeeper and and Benedetto's self finish. But to be honest, I, I agree on both sides. But um, Q, what what did you think about the game? Um, I I say there's 
obviously everyone, everyone saw that. Uh, shit first half, and then we got to turn it around in the second half. Um, I agree with Kaylee with regards to uh, Benedetto, but um, at the same time, that's what you want from the striker. And we haven't had that in so long. Someone was just obsessed with scoring goals. Um, he made some poor choices, but don't really want to blame him. I, I really enjoy watching him. He just he works hard. Uh, some of his touches are amazing. You know, he's kind of, he gets football. His football IQ is, is really high, and that's that's what we want. Um, I've had enough of Brookman. Um, he's always passing backwards. Um, we need to put camera in the middle. Uh, considering he's the highest paid player in the Ooh, team. I actually, think yeah, I didn't think about that. I didn't yeah, think about putting Camara in the midfield, especially with Perron, you know, because now we have four viable defenders. Yeah, I was not too impressed with Perron. I know everyone is saying he's done a great job, but his it's passing is not great. Um, he got nutmegged a couple of times as well. It's just a bit too easy for uh, uh, Young to just, just go past him. Um, and I think we pay off playing um, Avaro and... Um, Sorry, Trace Char, uh, the two centre backs. Um, and then I realised how Ronjit just took over in the second half, um, just bossing the midfield. Um, even the um, the Ren Wonder Kid, uh, whose name I can never say. Yeah, Kamavinga. Yeah, it was just being eaten alive by Ronjit. Just really, really impressive. And I think there's a lot to be said about. Um, it's kind of mindset, mindset, and um, how strong he is in the head. Because like a lot of people were commenting in the fact that uh, Marseille would be too much pressure for him, and they were not sure. Uh, but I think he proved everyone wrong with just one half, and hopefully he can continue. Yeah. Cool. Um, ben, I'll ask you just a, a, a slightly different question then, just because we're kind of steering just a bit too much on the players. What What did you think about this uh, this Ren team, and and kind of the in how we try to take down this team? Um, well, it, it was a very difficult game, but I think we're used to it when we play at Edinburgh, the Villadrum. They, they always come and get points from us in the last few seasons, and they've beaten us quite a few times. And, and they've scored quite a few goals when they come and play us. But uh, I think they, they were very good in the first half because they were, they were, they were pressing us. And they put Angers under a lot of pressure. I think he was quite anonymous in the first half, but yeah. it's, it's baptism by fire again. It's not easy. Um, and then in, in the second half, I don't know if they they sort of felt content with defending their lead, but they, they definitely took their foot off the gas and that ended, ended up costing them the win because, frankly, we, we weren't really, you know, on the film of the first half, they probably thought that we were just going to continue to struggle to create, which we were doing anyway, but th th I, it actually turns out that it was down to them pressing us so high up the pitch that we were failing, yeah. failing to, to create. So, yeah, I think, I think they... You know, they, they took their foot off the gas and they got a point. I think we're lucky to, to have gotten a point from that, particularly, again, with, with Mondale making that save at the end. But, you know, last season, I'm not even sure he would have made the first save. And, and he definitely would not have gotten up as quickly as he did to make the second save. So, yeah, I, I, again, I think we're fortunate. I'm, I'll take the draw based on what we saw in the game. But uh, it, it felt it felt a bit like a Rudy Gasset game where we were shit in one half and then slightly better in, in, in the yeah. other half. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it felt a lot like, you know, it's, we, we spent our whole game trying to make up for the early mistakes that we've made, you know, it's just like m making a lot of mistakes that we're 
unpunished for the most part in the, in the first half and then the second half we did dominate but it wasn't clear cut and if you had to give a winner of that game you'd definitely give three points to Ren like such much sharper on the counter attack much more clinical I was so disappointed with the, the, I mean, the, the like small amount of chances that we got on the counters our technical ability is shocking Mm. Always just a poor control, a poor pass. Like you said, Kaylee, just Benedetto sometimes gets the ball. And yes, like I'll admit, sometimes and more often than not, he does does a really nice back heel or plays it straight away into into the path of, of another striker. But twice yesterday, it's just like, what are you thinking? You get the ball at the 40-yard line, you've got two options on either side of you, and you just take a, a P-roll shot to the keeper. Like... It, the decision making. Well, come on, what one of those two two options is fucking had in it, you know? So come on. Yeah, I think <laughs> Ren Ren have very strong squads. Uh, they're not playing the best football, but some of the players I really like. This Brazilian kid at the front, uh, Rafinha. Oh my god, his first touch was amazing. Uh, was tearing us apart the whole first half, and then put his foot off the gas, uh, which was kind of fortunate for us. But. Um, I think they are a very, very good team, especially in such a weak, weak league one. Um, they're gonna do, they're gonna do quite well. Yeah, um, I think we'll, we'll probably just go into the into line by line, and we can also talk about the Ren players as we're going, kind of like the the individual matchups. But I, I'm just gonna give my personal like impression of of how I thought the game went, and I, yeah, I feel like I'm being branded as a as a AVB hater because I always find a way to criticize him. But, I mean, we, we know Ren at the Velodrome. Like you said, Ben, they always come out and they always come out with very quick, fast build-up plays and they always successfully score. Like, we lost 5-2 one year, we lost 3-0. Last year, we were 2-0 down at halftime. And this game, we know that we're missing and we're lacking speed. And we know that Ren is so much faster than us, so much faster than us at every position. And we decide, during the defensive tactics, to play man-to-man. And it's just like, well, as soon as Amavi gets gets dribbled, or Sakai gets dribbled, or Saar, which is, I mean, let's face it, 70% of the time, you have like, just they just outnumbering us every chance. And that's why we got wave after wave after wave. It's just like, you, you can't, when you've got Perrin, who's not specifically fast, when you've got Rangier, Streetman, and Sanson, who, let's face it, are like, if, if you want, like, if you're going to do 100 meters with them, they're definitely not going to win the races. You're playing man-to-man -man against such a fast counter-attacking team. It, for me, it does not make sense. And you're just opening up yourself to to, to Ren's game. We played into their hand massively, you know. And we they scored from what could have been, well, it's probably an own goal, but they could have scored four, you know. And we were quite lucky to score on a set piece. So it's, I thought that, yes, it's the third draw in a row, and we can be angry about that. But like you said, Ben, it's... You know, it, it's a lucky one point. We could have easily just as lost the game. Yeah, and, and again, just on, on the fact that we were lucky, we, we didn't get screwed by, well, we didn't get the VAR decision against us for the Kalitakar handball on the corner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it was very, very lucky because I don't think we would have scored a second goal. Yeah, that was definitely a penalty, by the way. That was but, such a penalty. Lucas, why I hear your point, don't you feel that... Um, he reacted well at, at, at the half at half time, and you know made that tactical change, just taking um, a Mavi off. 
and Sakai plays plays Sakai at left back and then puts Donzic on the pitch. Uh, bear in mind, for um, uh, four of the usual starters are currently injured or suspended, so and, you know it's a bit of tricky time for him to just like put the best formation on the pitch, which is he's not playing with his best players. And I felt that with um, Garcia. It was that we waited to the uh, 80th minute to make to make the first change. Uh, it decided to make that change at half time, which kind of changed the game. Well, yeah, it's it's better it's better to make the change earlier than never, or too late. But I mean, it, you could have made the adjustment straight from the get go. You know, I mean, having Payet in the side would not have changed that. Having Kamara instead of Perrin would not have changed that. Having Tova instead of Saar would not have changed that. Defensively, we we we. We didn't play that correctly, you know. Um, but let's just okay. Let's just move on to the to the players, I think, and then we'll just kind of dive into some more of the detail. So, Kaylee, you've already mentioned uh, Mandanda and how much he saved us. Yeah. Um, what? Well, he he just seems to be. Do you think he's got a shot to go back into the French squad now? Uh, I I really I couldn't I couldn't see because. The, the beat, well, from last season, obviously, it wasn't all that consistent. But um, based on this, he could get in the squad, but I don't think he'd be like first choice. Um, but you can, it's, you can tell like there's such an improvement from some of the lapses last season that we just haven't been used to from him. Um, but as for, but like, I can't see him being first choice, no, not in the front squad. Yeah, I want. I wonder what what's made him just, you know, change so quickly between Mandanda last year. He was single-handedly costing us points, you know, making stupid mistakes just as much as Amabi. To him now, who's just, you know, leaping off like that double save he's made is, you know, world class. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like the it's... Stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the psychology. I think it's he's a very psychological player, and he's, you know, a. Yes, we smashed him last season, but he's, he's our most capped player in our history. I think he's the type of guy who does feel a sense of pride and, and feels, you know, he loves the club. He's come back, he's played so many games. Yes, he had the shit season last season, but overall he's been a fantastic goalkeeper for us. Yeah. Um, you know, mentally, I think I think it's a perfect, perfect example of all of the players last season were mentally fatigued by the regime. He probably yeah. wasn't in, in the best place mentally himself, personally, and physically he certainly wasn't. And... You know, he, he had the balls to admit it. And he, he's, he worked on himself, he's lost the weight, and he, he seems to have found a new sort of second second wins. And fair play to him, you know. He's the only one from last season who, who severely underperformed, who's, who's turned it around. And I'm still waiting for others like Payet and Strootman and, and Sosson and Lopez and, and all the other regulars, and Amavi, who had shit season last season, to, to, to consistently show that they, they're over the hump. Yeah. Mododa is there. To be honest, I'm saying no for the front squad, but um, Lloris is hardly covering himself in glory, so actually it's probably not <laughs> that bad a shout, really, is it? Yeah, I agree. I, the, the, I don't know if you guys seen what Lloris did with uh, Tottenham this weekend. It's classic. Yeah, it's becoming classic, actually. You know, it's, it's actually funny how it's but becoming, no, it seems to me. But we know Deshaun, we know Deshaun won't change. So yeah, that's true. No, I agree yeah. with Kaylee. It may, maybe he'll get back in the, in the, in the largest squad and he'll be second choice keeper or third choice keeper. But I, I also think France need to, um, maybe maybe he gets in the Euro 2020 squad, but that will be the last one. And, and that's it. Yeah. Because we need, well, we 
we as in the French squad, they need to blend some some younger keepers like Areola and, and those kids need to, need to get game time. Yeah. Um, right. So before we turn this uh, podcast into the um, a group masturbation on Mandanda, uh, let's move on to the back line. So let's try to. To oh, not they, think they about Amavi for just one second, Jesus. because otherwise we can just spend an hour on him. Q, what did you think about... Because you got an interesting take on it. You said you don't actually like Perrin that much. So tell me what you thought about our back line. Um, highly disorganised during the first half. And, um, Sakai moving to left back and... Um, Saad dropping right back completely changed the face of the game. I I felt a bit sorry for Mavi because you know when you know you've been to the stadium, you know what it's like when the whole stadium turns against the team or a player. It's like impossible for him or the team to come back. Uh, and I think Mavi would never be able to play at the highest level. Um, that is 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 gone. He'll never he never have it back. Um, and Sorry, just, I'm just, just going a bit too far, but I think he highlights the, the problem with um, Zubizarreta and the scouting team. We've had that issue for three years and it's still not fixed, but it's just, it's just shocking. Um, the first, the, well, Ren's goal is entirely his fault. It pushes too high up the pitch, um, creates gap, and then they score. Um, and yeah, someone was a bit more disciplined at the back, although he's on this like weaker foot on the left left hand side, like Sakai, just made a hell of a difference. Um, the offensive midfield couldn't couldn't dribble past anymore, and and yeah, that, that changed the game completely. Um, but you can really see that we're lacking a bit of uh, technical skills at the back. It, you know, finding finding players between the lights and stuff. That line, sorry, did, that didn't happen last night. Um, and Pereira would just kind of boost any ball that would come his way as far as he could. Yeah, I, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I have to agree with you. If if we're talking about Pereira as a ball-playing defender, then yeah, like it, it's not satisfying. But I, I, I thought that he made a lot of key tackles, especially when we were, you know, we had like holes just left, right and centre in our defence. Um, I, th- I thought Chetachal was a bit too passive, but I feel like he's a player that s- is still too young to be the, the kind of the captain of the back line. So it's kind of, I think he's struggling a little bit to have to be Perrin's master and Perrin's guide. But I thought he, I mean, of course he scored his first goal for Marseille, so, you know, it's always a positive. But in the game, I thought our back line actually did all right. I mean, we'll, 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 I... I, I I think I put the blame of our, our poor defensive outing more on the team as a whole than just our defenders solely on them because they were just basically having to defend against wingers and midfielders who were just having momentum, you know, and we're just running at them. So it's a bit difficult to defend like that. Um, ben, what 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 did you think? What did you what do you think about Perra? I'm uh, oh, no, no, it's his second game. Um, I think he's he's all right. You know, he's not a superstar, or maybe who knows if he has the potential to be to the potential. Look, he did his job. He didn't make any any mistakes that led to Ren having a, a clear cut opportunity. Not from what I can remember. 
you know, he, he was solid against Dijon as well. He, he, he probably should have scored, but no, he, he was unlucky. Um, but yeah, it's just he, he puts in a shift, and he, I'm definitely not going to fault him. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we are playing our youngsters. I'm very glad that. Yeah, that's a good point. Ben, I'm not. I'm not sure what you changed with your audio, but you'll sound like very echoey. Oh, sorry. Is this better? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I think I think that that is going to be our, our left back choice moving forward. I think AVB realised that in the game very quickly, and and he changed it. So I think that Sakai on the left and Sar on the right is is going to be the way moving forward. Yeah. I would imagine. Why do you think he's out? Do you think Amavi's out of the lineup now? I don't know if he's out of the lineup. I think he'll play the next few games, but I certainly think that if he continues like this, and you know, we all want him out of the lineup. Let's face it. But I, I don't think AVB will, will do that immediately. But I certainly think as we approach bigger, the bigger games and that run that we have of four, four very ugly games, I don't think he he'll be he'll be starting those games. Mm. I, I heard today that he was, if not responsible, at least involved in seventy percent. Of all the goals we conceded this season, seventy percent—that's considerable. Yeah, I'll believe that. <laughs> I'll believe that. To be honest, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he, make, he makes those individual errors. Let's face it; his positioning isn't great. He, he's his he, his main my main fucking frustration with him is it's he's not improved. The, the main the main default is he has is he, he doesn't track back and he never see he lets strikers run in behind him. Mm. Yeah, his positioning is, is crazy. I think I don't understand AVB because apparently we've got um, a young like and Kunku and Kunku superstar in the making. But he said that it um, was not tactically mature. But when you look at Amavi, it's just like it can't be much worse, can it? Like, yeah, he defends like a fucking moron. He leaves yeah. far too much space between him and the winger. It's absolutely ridiculous. And that happened every single time last night. And on top of that, his passing was like piss poor. He was trying to find German on the left-hand side and it would be a throw-in every time. Just at one point, you just need to give in on the guy. Yeah. Kaylee, yeah, what, what? Kaylee, you've got, you've, you've got your fair share of shit left-backs on time sides. I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Um... Yeah, it's just a dire situation in that place, isn't it? I, I would honestly give the young lad a chance. Like, he might not be as tactically aware or whatever, but is the Marvy is, you know, like, they're not realistically and they're very experienced people, so what's the difference? Mm. You've got someone young with hunger, you know, but but as well, in front of these people, like, just mentioning Strootman, like, um... You've got this kind of guy in front of you. I, I just don't understand what he's offering. Like, he's a massive outlier, it seems, within the squad. He, like, doesn't seem to have any relationships with anybody. He doesn't particularly want to be there. He's not particularly wanted there. And he's not standing out on the pitch whatsoever for being the highest-paid player. Yeah, um, well, actually, yeah, let's talk about streamer now, actually. He, yeah. 
Yeah, just following on from you said it. I mean, part of it is probably also because you know, like, the direction has made it clear that they want him to leave. So, yeah. you know, if you're if you're if your boss told you that he wanted to sack you, then how much effort would you put in? Um, but how much how much effort was he putting in before we knew that realistically? Like, yeah, he's been a pretty standout sore thumb since he got here, and it, like, we were all well, I was so excited when we signed him. I thought this is like what we need to kick on, you know, and it's turned out to be not the case whatsoever. He's he's passing, like, I, I think, I don't know if it was Ben or Kira mentioned before, like, his passing is generally backwards. Always. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand, and I, as I've, I've criticised Benedetto for this performance for selfishness, but, like, again, like, what creativity are we having? I know we're missing Paye. But I, I just struggle to see what Strutman offers. Uh, Strutman offers really. Yeah, it, it's kind of yeah, like I'll, I'll give you the. I'll, I'll, I'll let you speak, Ben. I'll just make a quick comment. It's, it. You know, we talk about Amavi and Nkunku, and we're thinking how much worse can Nkunku be? You know, compared to Amavi, you can't get much worse. And I'm thinking, as a number six, if you put one of our youngsters like Filipono, who's I mean month in month out the best pl- best youth player of our of our academy, how much worse can you possibly be? Just, just play Kamara number six. Yeah, that too. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I know I it's a lot of investment, but we're 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 losing games. You know, we're we're not dominating midfield, and it's largely because of him. It's the, it's the lack of pace. It's it's just the, you know it's systemic, and it, and it is down to Rudy Garcia's system and, and now AVB system with free in midfield. It it's not suited to the players we have, and it's just we've got to the quicker he realizes that, the quicker we kick on, but. Also, back to the individual, the problem is with, with Strootman, Sanson, Lopez and, and, and Gustavo, when, when Strootman came in, he's identical to, to a lot of those profiles. And all of our midfielders are too identical. They're too similar in profile. And I'm, you know, I was excited as well because it was big many signing, but I'm more excited about Rongier because he's, he's got that deep-lying playmaker profile. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's a profile we don't have in midfield and we haven't had for a couple of years now. And it's it's good to see to see him. I, I can imagine that he's gonna he's gonna be the playmaker of that team. But the problem is is when we don't have the ball, Streetman's gonna get run out all the time because there is no alternative apart from maybe mm. Kamara. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, right, I, th- I think we'll move on to the other players, but we can probably already highlight that. Uh, we didn't do a podcast for the Dijon game, but even for the Dijon game, it's the same thing. That one of the two weakest players in our squad is Streetman and Amavi, and it's quite frightening because you would think on paper that with the experience they have in the squad, the number of games they've had with our club, and their reputation, that you know they'll be the team pulling it up, and they're just pulling it down, down, down to the point where we think putting seventeen-year-olds be better than them, <laughs> you know. Uh, Right, so um, we'll move up the midfield. So we've got Rangier and Sanson. We can probably talk to, talk about them individually. Um, Q, what what do you think about? I don't know who you want to start with. What do you think? What do you think about them? Uh, which players in particular? Uh, either one, Rangier or Sanson. We're just still talking about the midfield. Uh, <coughs> I. I think they're quite well. They could be quite similar. Um, I just remember Sanson when he when he first uh, started with Marseille. Um, I think he created like 
so many chances for us. And I don't know, again, I feel he's, he's lost his confidence slightly, but his ability to just run up and down the pitch is what we need, especially when you have someone like Strickman who just trots along. You need someone we can just, you know, cover a lot of ground. And I feel Rongier have that as that, but on top, he's got the technical ability and the confidence that no other player in the midfield has. And first half, he, he did like a, a couple of like really poor passes. I think one of them was um, towards defence and, and the ball got stolen from us and they almost scored. As I was like holding holding my head in my hands at that point, and then eventually it it just completely took over, and then it was just bossing the midfield. You know, it's just beautiful to watch going left and right. Um, You know, like simple touches, just like through balls, all that. It's just it's just really positive to see a midfielder like that. I feel we haven't had that in a while, and I believe that going forward, it could do a lot of good for the team. Yeah, I agree. It it seems like um, well, actually, Ben, it, you know, it it seems like this. It, he was better in the second half, maybe because we changed formation. He seemed to be high up the pitch, and he did say in his press conference that he was much better and more much more comfortable in four four two. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I think he started off as a number six, and um, uh, Strutman was playing like box to box. Uh, I don't think he has the stamina to do that. And then they swapped. So Struman was playing like number six, just you know, sitting back. And he got he got in that position of like box to box midfielder and it completely changed his game. It's just it felt it felt it looked a little more comfortable. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? Oh, did we lose Ben? No, sorry, sorry. Oh. I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I agree. Um Sosson, I think Sosson was probably our best midfielder in the first half because he was. I remember notably there was a part where he 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 got the ball and then he ran. He made a couple of good runs forward with it and he um he he crossed a couple of times and I think he played well in the first half. I wouldn't say well, but he did he did all right compared to the other two. And then in, in the, the problem is he fades from games and I, I agree with with Q in the sense that I think his profile's changed. I don't know what he's changed about his game, but. Remember when he came to us, he was the, the leading assist in the league at that time mm. when he joined us that January. And that he just that has completely disappeared from his game. Now, whether it's because of Montpellier, he played in a different system and he was the playmaker, maybe. But he, he, he just seems to run around and, and be that, that box-to-box without, as you say, maybe it's a confidence issue, but without having that, that sort of sharpness and, and his last touch or his last pass or his delivery is, is not always great. I mean... We see glimpses of it sometimes, but it's just not as consistent as it was. And he, he's, I'm not really quite sure what his profile is anymore. I don't know. I, I just think he's a, he's in there as a workhorse, a bit like Germain, because he runs around, he runs around, he runs around. But he, what does he actually contribute? It, 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 over the course of a season, we, I think he goes on the run of a few games where he gets a few assists and a goal or something, and then he just becomes anonymous again for a few more games. So... Yeah, and, and Rangier, I've, I've said my piece on him. I'm excited because I think he's he's got a profile, and maybe that will that will vindicate AVB in the long in, in the long term if he persists with this formation because I think Rangier looks very looks very good in the second half in that system. But he's only going to be as good as the players around him. Yeah, Kaylee, what seeing seeing how good Rangier was in his second half last thing? Do you think that's probably going to be? 
it for Lopez in terms of like in a hierarchy. He's just Lopez is back to being the bottom choice in a midfield. Yeah, to be honest, I'm quite a fan of Lopez, and I think he's harshly criticised sometimes, whereas Sanson isn't. Um, I, I I would personally give Sanson, Roger, and Lopez a try with Paye mate like in a ten roll. Um, yeah. I, I, for for me, Sanson and um, Lopez are very much like for like like as you said, Sanson fades out of games, and I think. Lopez can make he doesn't necessarily fade out of games just sometimes he is not particularly effective but I think the they're both not at the level required that we need to be honest I don't think one particularly outshines the other but um yeah I would yeah it's it's weird isn't it because we've got what four midfielders who are like nationally recognized with Lopez yeah. Sanson Rangier and Streetman and out of them four, we've got like one that's really performing at the moment. Yeah, I would take Strootman out and put Lopez in with Payet, yeah. personally. Yeah, I mean, that, that could work as well. I think one of the problems that I have with Lopez, and we saw it with the Dijon game, it's that, like you said, Keely, like he doesn't fade out of game like Sanson does, but yeah. because of his inability to be a playmaker in, in the, the opposition's 30 yards he tries to keep the ball and play possession too low on the pitch and then it just slows us down so much and every time we he tries to bring the ball up the field he just doesn't seem to find his footing and it's just like well if we if we play too far up then he's absent because he can't play there but if yeah. we play too low then what's the point you know of having the pretty triangles uh, when it's in our on your like 15 yard box you know I'm struggling to see how we could progress because he doesn't seem to be able to make that step towards taking more responsibility. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I just, I just really can't separate him and Sanson. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I think they're, they're different profiles, but they're quite, they're kind of similar, aren't they? In the, yeah, the way I, they're performing. We should buy somebody altogether new. I think both of them really. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that the. The main thing that, that is going to play a big part is our, our tactic, obviously. But in this in this ADB system, yeah. he seems to want the, the, the midfield to be the creative part of the team. And we've only got... Well, we've, we've fixed that because he realised, I think, that we didn't have a profile of a creator in midfield. We've got Angier. Hopefully, he continues to, 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 to build up and, and get better as the season goes on. But that is going to be a problem because... Apart from Rongier, you've got Lopez and, and Sanson. And the thing is, we know exactly what to expect from them, which is, let's face it, not, not much more than they're doing currently. So it's going to be a problem because if... I, I don't think Lopez can, can improve much more because it's, it's just the physical, his physical profile in a, in a league like Ligue 1, which is... You know, and people say this here. They say it's a very physical league. It is. Um, I think he's more suited to Spain or Italy, personally, but that's that's just my yeah. two cents. Yeah, he would be better in the Spanish league, I think, to be honest. Yeah, that's for sure. But but it's what you said, Ben. If, if ADB is going to stick with his 4-3-3, and that means we have to, to play some of our players, three players in the middle and we've got four midfielders, we need to play the best three. It's a no-brainer. And currently, Strutman is the shittest of the lot. So it needs to be Sanson, Rangier, and Lopez, and, and that's that. And I actually think, especially when we play home games, where we want to retain possession of the ball, I think Lopez would be quite useful for that. Yeah. yeah. 
I think, yeah, you're right, because he was quite good in the Montpellier game. If they let us move up the pitch, yeah. he can be quite effective. To be honest, is is this season so far it's been it's been decent. Last year was disappointing, but I feel well compared to last year, a lot of players have improved, but he's he's certainly one of them. Yeah. Right, um I think we've spent quite a lot of time on the on the midfielder and I think there's quite a lot of talk about to talk about because it seems to be one of the the you know, the perennial uh, work in progress in Marseille. Um but let's move on to the our front three, which is the same as Dijon, um, who managed to score absolutely, well, exactly zero goals against Dijon. Germain as a left mid, um, who I personally just find um, to just, well, yeah, but I mean, putting uh, Germain as a left mid, it probably shows you how depleted we are as a squad. Uh, Benedetto mm. up front and Bounassar uh, as a right wing. And actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sprinkle in Radonic, who came on for 45 minutes. So I think he's, we can quite a large sample size to to review him um ben what what, what did you make out of of our trio what were you is that in the in the same line as the dijon game or did you see some some improvements i think it was it was a bit better in the second half when when we started actually playing football and when when they were actually getting service from the midfield they were actually getting some some balls and and we were trying to play football and, and spread out spread out defense but yeah, I think, you know, Benedetto, let's, let's start with him. I, I understand why he was taking shots. I think the frustration is getting to him because he's, he's starved of balls. And he, he, yes, opposition defenders, depending on the team we play, will will be able to mark him and, and single him out of games because he is a bit isolated in the middle. But he, I, I can understand why he's going for those shots because he's he, he barely got a ball all night. He was very frustrated. There was a good, good example in the first half when I think Amavi... Did get him? Did did overlap and manage to get him behind the defence on on in the area, and, and he completely fucked up his cross when oh he yeah was unmarked yeah. On, at the penalty spot, and it, it was that would have been a goal. No, he, he was alone. He was, yeah. <laughs> and you can see you can see by his reaction, his body language that he, he, that's why he's chasing the ball down. That's why he's putting in a shift. That's why he's he's you know he's running and. and showing a lot of energy because he he's he's sort of frustrated where he's got to go and get the ball and he, he knows it's not going to come to him automatically when Payet or, or Tovan in the team. So that's that's him. Uh Sarr wasn't great but he was much better in the second half when he went to, to right back and I think that is his position. I think he's just he's just doing you know he's 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 helping us out because we're short of players of senior players certainly in that position. But Moving forward, I'd rather see him at right back and, and Nathan Ake or Liagi start a couple of games yeah. in the next few games because they're they're natural wingers, and he could focus on on just defending because he's he's he is a decent right back. He's not great, but he's decent. Um, and then, you know, we get on to 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 our clown, uh, Radonic. You know, firstly against Dijon, he was just fucking embarrassing. Um, it, it was like when he came on against Nantes when he lost every fucking ball. Um, he, I, I don't know. I'm getting frustrated. I'm willing to give give every player time, but I'm getting frustrated because he's he's just making the same mistakes. It's, it's his concentration and, it, and his technical overconfidence or, or technical bullshit that he just gets carried away and he just runs around and he just runs in a straight line. And he's, he just doesn't contribute. And he's frankly, I wasn't. I, I, I like Campos, but I wasn't a huge fan. I don't think he's, he's amazing, even though he's tearing it up at Sevilla now. But you know, there, there's, there's clearly 
no question that that's why Hadonich wasn't playing because the Campos was a much better player in that position. And, and Hadonich, you, you just wonder, even as an impact sub, if he comes off for 20 minutes, yeah, maybe he can run at defenders, but he's not good enough to start games for us. He just isn't. Yeah, I, I don't want to uh, add insult to injury, but um, well, I'd like to just spotlight on uh, on Radonich because I personally, I, I gave him a lot of slack, um, but I'm personally, I'm done now. I, I think we're beyond the fact, the theory that he's just nervous and that he needs like time to, to adapt to the system. I, I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I'm done with the man. Um, Kaylee. You're you're a big fan of uh you seem to be a big fan of uh, athletics. Yeah. <laughs> um, how would you do? You, do you think Radonich has got a chance of winning the hundred meters? Well, <laughs> because that seems to be like the only area in the field where he's performing. It's just running in a straight line. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of players that are athletes, like for instance DeAndre Yedlin, like they're athletes before the footballers really. Mm. Let's face it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's true. What what is what did it add? Absolutely nothing. Like there's so many players like that, and they're so frustrating. Um, I don't know what else I can say about him. Really, it's, he it's is what you, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, just 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 maybe put you guys like a bit of a. I mean, I'm I'm remembering these snapshots. Like I'm I'm having nightmares about Radonich now. You know, Bennett. Like towards the end of the game when Benedetto does a one-touch pass straight through to Radonich and he's through on goal. And he, I, at first I thought he the ball was countered by the defender, but he actually wasn't. Radonich just ran into the ball and just, like, back-heeled it out of play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, like, like you just said it, Kaylee. Like, if you just want a track runner, you don't have to pay 12 million for him. You can yeah. get anyone off the, off the, off the, the street just run in a straight line, you know? Exactly. I mean, it didn't work for you saying ball did it, so... Yeah, not, exactly. What do you think, you? What do you think about our front three overall? Um, we we can't play uh, Germain uh, on the left wing ever again. Um, however, when he when he switched to the the right wing, um, he combined very well with Star. I think that was quite visible from the stands. We we just lack talent. Um, Paye and Tove on the bench. It's kind of like. Technical skills have just dropped below average up front. Uh, and that was very visible, that run, like you said, from uh, Radonjic when he backheld um, uh, the ball. But there's one other move quite early on in the game. I think it's Sanson that made a good run on the right wing. And then he kind of like crossed it back, drove it quite low. And Benedetto was going to get it. And Saar wanted to let it through his legs. And again, he stumbled over the ball. And... <laughs> At that point, it was like start laughing and stuff like that. Just like we, we just look so bad. I don't want Saar as a right wing. I don't know we have that many options. Um, but yeah, he's, he's definitely right back, not right wing. Germain, however, I thought put in a solid performance, not only up front, but uh, very generous uh, running back. He pretty much prevented um, a goal. I don't know if you remember, but he tracked uh, all the way back and like blocked a shot. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. It was on a counter attack, and he was the last man, wasn't he? Yeah. So, and again, I think when when he when yeah was when he was subbed, um, he was applauded by the whole stadium. So definitely turning around, good performance from him. Benedetto quite selfish last night, but again, I really like him as a striker. Um, 
finding really exciting. And then we've got an issue on the on the left wing. Um, ben, you mentioned Ocampos, the Ocampos. He's the last goal for Sevilla. It scored an absolute screamer at the weekend as well. But we need to, we need to find a solution there. Um, if, if you know, if player gets injured or whatever, we just need to find. Just, just uh, play the youngsters. Play the play the youngsters. Give the youngsters yeah. a chance. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that actually. Yeah, I mean, we didn't see enough from Ake, but he seems to be a prospect. Even Kawi, I think Kawi has got has been promising in the last two games. Why not give him a go? Yeah, Ake is scoring a lot of goals for the, the reserves team, so why not try him? Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think we should just. I know it's it's hard to just like say, well, let's part ways with the twelve million we spent on Radonich. Let's part ways with the 30 million we spent on treatment and play some youngsters. But at the end of the day, we, we've done everything we could have done to make yeah. these guys comfortable, and they're still not performing. So we just have to, you know, let go of the dead weight. Yeah, cut your losses. Um, cool. So um, I think I think that's it for the actual team. Um, so the next part, we're just gonna give like our one takeaway of the game. Um, so just to remind you guys, it's just basically like a. You guys get all like 30 seconds, just highlight maybe a player, a tactic, something you you took out of the game. Um, just get 30 seconds-ish to like just talk about it and then we'll just go go one by one. So I think we'll probably start with Ben because you, I mean, you, you've done it before, so we'll just start with you. Ben, you need to well, unmute yourself, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do the takeaway from both games, really. And, and I think out of the four halves of football we saw, we, we played well for maybe one of them. Um, and that is that is down to Rongier. And my takeaway is that I, I think that hopefully he's going to turn out to be our playmaker and he's going to grow into that role and, and do well. And, and yeah, that, that is my main takeaway is that we, we, we struggle to create chances in both games. Um, but I think I'm, I'm confident that with him pulling the strings in midfield, hopefully we'll see an improvement and we'll create more chances. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that sounds reasonable. <laughs> um, Q, what what would you what what's your takeaway from this game? And you can also I guess take like Ben, take something away from the Dijon game as well. Um I actually only saw bits of the Dijon game because I was uh moving houses, so I won't comment on that. Um however what I take away from the last game, and I know you'll you'll disagree with me, Lucas, but uh, I think it's A V A V B's ability to just uh, make tactical changes early in the game, and it wouldn't have happened with with Garcia. And what he did at halftime to remove Mavi was having a terrible game yet again, uh, and that that kind of worked and changed it for us. And he could recognise that um, uh, Julien Stefan was having the upper hand tactically against him with his probation, the three five three he was playing, and we couldn't find solutions. And then he made that. Simple change that really turned it around for us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll, I'll. I won't debate against that. I was biting my tongue the whole time, <laughs> but I'll, I'll let you go. <laughs> and uh, Kaylee, me. what what would you take away from that game? Um, I, I can't really comment on the Dion game, but um, for, as far as AVB goes, like in terms of that game, if I didn't know that Rudy Garcia had left, I would I would feel like it's the same thing. I, I don't see much difference and something needs to change. I feel like the wins against Nice and Monaco and Setentia and have papered over some cracks because we've had pretty 
average performances against Montpellier, Nantes, Dijon, and, and last night, you know. So, um, and like this is the time to capitalize and get things right and make changes earlier in the game because realistically, like with Leon in 11th so far back, they're not going to keep Silvino much longer. And this is the time to really cement your place in the fall. And with the fixtures we've got coming up, obviously, uh, Qatar, Saint Germain, Amiens, Strasbourg, Lille. Like, if we can't get points from these games, uh, are we going to finish in the top four? I, I can't see it personally. Um, yeah, a, more of a general overview than the game itself, but yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Um, yeah, cool. So we've got one about Rangier um, and two kind of about AV, AVB and our general playing style. I'll, I'll try to... So what I want to kind of say is it's kind of kind of an unpopular opinion because everyone likes to bash Amavi and you know to say that a lot of his games, a lot of the goals are because of him indirectly or directly. Yes, he is responsible for the goals. But seventy percent. Yeah, but there's we've known this for two years. You know, there's eleven men on the pitch. You are allowed to bring some help on that side. You. Otherwise, you what? We're just going to put him on the field because we don't have the players to sub him off. So basically, we're just going to give up and just allow teams to score two goals every time. No, as a coach, you are allowed to bring some help on that side to make sure that he doesn't get done every time. You know, when you've got a, a player that's that's not performing well, that's worse than the others, then you try to bring some support and and putting German left wing, who clearly who does track back sometimes, but he's he hasn't got a defensive mindset. It does leave gaps. When you leave Strootman to cover Sanson when he gets up, who Strootman who does not track back, he does not cover Amavi, and you're not doing him any favors. So, I agree that Amavi is bad. Like I'm not going to defend Amavi, but what? So we're just going to basically accept that every team is going to have 16 chances on the left field. Like AVB should make cha- make adjustments, and you can make them before the game because. My mindset would have been that if you put Sakai left back straight from the get-go, like Mavi would be on the bench and maybe next game he played. But by putting him off at half-time, you're killing him. You know, he got booed the whole game. You're summing him off at half-time, something that should never really happen. You're, you're killing the man, you know. So what, you don't, what kind of player are we going to get for the rest of the season where we need numbers? It's For me, I think it's unprofessional from AVB. Um, okay, so that's all of our takeaways. Um, we'll just quickly look at um, next game and then we'll just wrap our, our podcast. So you you highlighted it, Kaylee. So we are playing Amia next week and then Strasbourg at home and then we're going to start going into the hell of our schedule. We're playing PSG, Lyon, Lille and Monaco who are back on form. What are you guys expecting out of these uh, this five or six games? I think, well, I think we'll probably take better performances against the, the bigger teams, actually. I, not necessarily a win, but it seems to have been how the season's gone. Like, normally, under Garcia, we're used to not really playing well against the big sides. And it's kind of, yeah. But it's it's the it's the Amian and teams like that that I worry about playing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, even though we don't really know yet if we're good against big sides, because we haven't really played a good side yet. Yeah, I, I mean, like, teams that we sometimes struggle against, though, like, 
when was the last time I beat Monaco? I can't remember. Like, mm. but, but we haven't played a Paris or a Lyon yet. So yeah, we just don't know, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Q, what do you, what 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 do you expect out of these games? Um. Well, obviously, um, Amiel, I think on paper, um, we should we should beat them. Although the current rankings might might say otherwise, but we, we have to win games like this. Um, Paris. Just hoping that we won't get a spanking. That would be that would be good. Um, if we can get one point back from there, that would be absolutely fantastic. I'd really like us to start winning against big teams, which we couldn't do under Garza's management. And um, I'm hoping that under AVBs, it might it might be a slightly different story. So if we can beat Lyon at home, that would be fantastic. And I don't think they're playing the best football at the moment. So it's, it's the right time to play them at the Villa Drum. Yeah, well, it depends whether or not Silvino has, is fired by then or not, because it True. seems to be quite a critical yeah. game next week for them. Um, so, yeah, and uh, I think people, I mean, we, you guys seem to be quite um, hopeful about us, our ability to actually play well against big teams, which is something that we haven't done in about five years. Mm. But we... There's nothing in our game that suggests to me that we're able to do that. It's just the fact that we've got a different coach. But that, co like you said, Kaylee, like if you close your eyes and just said this is a Garcia game against Ren and Dijon, I would have believed it. <laughs> Nothing's changed. You've turned to Ed. No, <laughs> no I, I agree with the Cal. I have not seen enough evidence that we are going to perform well against any of those teams and. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be pessimistic again, and we, we've had like spells where, notably the, the season where we had the European Cup final run, when we we won a few games on the trot, and we we came up against Lyon, we we, we always seem to fucking lose against them. So, I, I'm not going to be too optimistic about the big games, but I do think that I, I think we will probably get back to winning ways on Friday when we play Amiens. And then I think we'll, we'll probably draw against Hasbro at home, which will be frustrating. But yeah, it, it's 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 going to be challenging until Rogier grows into that role fully, because we, we just don't have enough creativity, and that is going to hurt. That is going to hurt us a lot against the big teams, because if we don't create chances, we know we're going to concede chances. Yeah, I, I agree with that. To be honest, um, can I just can yeah, I just say? Yeah, the, the positive signs that I see compared to previous seasons, especially last year, is we seem to have a bit of grit, a bit of fighting spirit. And we, we, um, we're we lagging behind in a number of games now against Monaco, uh, Montpellier and Rennes um, at the weekend. And yes, one we managed to win and the other two we managed to draw. And that wouldn't have happened before. So I think we... You know, we've got that knack, we've got that, that willingness to go forward and score goals and eventually win games. And I'm, I'm really hoping that if they can keep that momentum into the Lyon game, then this time we might actually win it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. I'm personally not very optimistic about the amount of points we're going to have in about six games' time. And I definitely don't think that we're going to be fifth. 
and would I think we're kind of looking downwards from that, and we're probably going to look at being maybe seventh or eighth, depending on how it how it pans out. But I'm not very hopeful. Um, and it's worth highlighting actually because the Monaco game is for the League Cup. Um, just just quickly, I'd like to get, just get your thoughts about you know, this is the last edition of the Coupe de la Ligue. Um, do you guys we can, do you guys think we can make a run starting with Monaco away? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm worried about that game and the, and the timing of that game, to be honest, because it's, it's just going to land in, in, in between other big games. Um, and yeah, we're going to, you know, we're, I, I think AVB will be tempted to. Um, to Wait, one second, one second. A, Q, I think Q, I think you're you're moving your mic a lot. Sorry. It's all right, it's all right. Ben, go for it. Okay. Yeah, I was just saying, I think, I think AVB is going to be tempted to maybe, you know, do a bit of a turnover and rest some of our, our, our players that have played a lot of games in that game. So we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Yes, obviously, I'd like us to go for it and win it. I'd rather we win the Coupe de France because it's been a while. But look, any trophy is a trophy. But I, I just, I just don't fancy that game and, and the timing of that game and and the fact that us beating Monaco has actually spurred them into into life. Kaylee, you didn't sound too optimistic either about it. What's your thoughts on it? Similar thoughts, to be honest. I, I think um, I don't think you can play the full like. Well, it's not full strength anyway. But I don't think you could play this current team because any more injuries and like we're in like serious trouble. So I think we'll see a much changed squad. And um, no, I can't see we're winning at all. I think it's just too many games and uh, yeah. I can't see it. Really. All right. Well, on that note, uh, on this very optimistic note, we'll probably end the podcast here. Um, thank you, everyone, for for taking part. Thank you, Kaylee, for your first time on the podcast, and Q for your first of the season. Um, I'll. I don't, I'm not sure when you guys. I'll check the um, the poll on on when you guys are back on the podcast. But it'll be great to have you guys again. Um, yeah. I hope uh, I hope um, you guys all enjoyed it, and we'll probably see you again on Saturday after the Friday game. Yeah, cool. Yeah, sounds right. good. Cool, right, guys? See so, you guys. Um, guys. End right. the podcast here, Thanks. and uh, take care. You too. You too, mate. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye, bye, mate.